0: Cuss words are my love language. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen, I'm from Oakland, and I'm a queer black feminist scholar.
1: This is Darren, hailing from the mean streets of Anaheim. I'm an introvert, a novelist, and a nerd.
0: We're early 30-somethings with three kids and over a decade of marriage.
1: This is a podcast about the realities of Blackness and adult life. We do adult differently.
0: This is That Black Couple. Greetings. This is episode 14, the Oscars episode of That Black Couple. Grab your honey lemon ginseng tea from Meyer. Yes. Or what is it called? A honey citrus defender from Starbucks. Yes. Why are you saying yes? Like they have yes, alcohol. I love
1: those. They're so good.
0: Well, it, the purpose is that I'm still not feeling well and I need to drink things that will help me feel better. It's not to be gratifying to you. Darren. We can do two. No. No? No. Oh. It's not about you. Okay. It's about me. Because I don't feel good. This is that black couple. Grab your whatever you drink to feel better. Ignore Darren over here just trying to have something that makes him have happy taste buds. And take a seat. This is Jen. This is Darren. And before we get started, Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThatBLKCouple, on Facebook at ThatBlackCouple, and look us up on the internets at www.ThatBlackCouple.com.
1: You can stream episodes on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and you have to rate us high, or you can't get into Wakanda. What? If you don't rate us high, you can't get into Wakanda.
0: That was last episode. That's every episode. You are not the arbiter of Wakanda. You're black American. You're not even Wakandan.
1: We're, I have a Wakandan name now. I thought this was established.
0: What's your Wakandan name? Tadaza. Tadaza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Darren thinks that he can let you into Wakanda. Rate so us
1: higher. You can't get in. So, barred from entry.
0: We're going to move on. Because Darren apparently has not moved on from last episode.
1: Wakanda forever.
0: Oh no. No, we're not doing it. We can't do that. No. You told me okay, first of all, I was gonna call this the Asuka's episode. And you told me I couldn't because you said that people were gonna be like, girl, that's old. It's too much. Okay, but you sitting here and the first thing you bring up is Wakanda. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me that I can't call this the us episode and use my Wakandan accent. And the first thing you do is your first opportunity to say Wakanda and then do Wakanda forever. You can't have well, it both ways.
1: Well, well, I'm not trying to like name the whole episode in the Black Panther. No, so you're no. just
0: trying to say that you have the key and you are standing at the gate. You are the Peter of Wakanda. And you're going to let people in and out. I got one of them, like, blue cloths. The shield. and I, The shield. I'm going to hold my arm up. You're, 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 you're Kaluuya, and you can let people right. in and out of, of Wakanda.
1: But then but then, if you give us a high rating, I'm going to put my arm down.
0: But even though we're talking about this on the Oscars episode, somehow that's okay.
1: Listen, I'm still on a Black Panther high. Some Black Panthers of my just get throw in. That's yeah, interesting that how
0: you can be on a Black Panther high, but I can't call it the Oscars episode. Well,
1: The Oscars ain't about Black Panther because the Oscars is is very white this year.
0: Then why the hell your ass talk about Wakanda during the episode? Exactly.
1: It's probably by Lexicon now. So
0: like I said, there this is I'm glad that y'all are seeing him in his true in his true way. This is who he really is. This is who he is. Double standards abound. Double standards about, I'm sitting here not feeling well, trying to drink tea so I can feel better. And he's like, yes, I love those, those taste good. I'm like, I want to talk about the Wakanda, you know, use my Wakandan accent. No, you can't do that. Wakanda forever. You know what? It's just too much. It's too much. So you know what? I'm, like I said before we started recording, I am incensed. (laughs) I am incensed. I'm going to go into this episode with an attitude. Oh, it's
1: the perfect one for an attitude.
0: It is, but but I'm also I'm me and you ain't friends right now. So anyway, in segment one, we'll do the introduction. We'll talk about the Oscars. I won't use my Wakandan accent. Thank you. Did you say thank you?
1: Yeah. Why? Yeah, because that was what I requested prior to a oh, episode. Oh,
0: nigga, you really trying to piss me off? <laughs> you really I, trying to piss okay, me okay. off?
1: Okay, I retract it.
0: Thank retract you. Thank you need you. to. We'll talk about the Oscars, and we actually did y'all a favor. What we did is we looked at all the Oscars movies through the trailers.
1: Yep. And so now we have, like, a great synopsis.
0: Because there's no fucking reason to watch most of them. Nope. So we watched the trailers, and we're going to give you a really good synopsis. In the conversation, we'll actually talk about the few that we actually begrudgingly watched, including Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm. Get Out. Yes. And what was the last one we watched?
1: The Shape of Water. Oh,
0: God. I feel like my brain just keeps wanting to act like I never saw that. Yeah, you're trying to forget it. Good God. We'll talk about those four since we we actually watched those. And then, in the reflection, we'll actually talk about some movies that may not be nominated for Best Picture, but that were just phenomenal movies that we really enjoyed. And kind of what the reactions have been to them and what that means, we think, for the overall industry. You want to get started?
1: I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm so excited for this episode. Why are you so excited? Because, like you said, we, we spent real time. We took about, <laughs> what, 20, 25 minutes <laughs> out of our day.
0: Real time. Real 20, time. 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> which
1: is a lot to invest into watching
0: the trailers for these movies. Listen, that shit was hard, to be honest. Them trailers were boring as hell. Halfway through, I was like, well, maybe we just quit. I can't imagine go- looking at those movies, and I definitely can't imagine paying money for them.
1: But you know what? We did it because we love our listeners. We love our listeners. And we said, we're going to go through this pain so that you don't have to. And we
0: love black people.
1: Yes, we do. And we also, we also thought, you know, the Oscars are coming on, and I know you're going to watch them and say, I don't know what the hell none of these movies are. Right. And if they're valuable right. or not. And I don't know if I should be upset if they win right, or not. Right, right. And so we have viewed the trailers for yes, you. Yes, we got the trailers. So you can understand what the movies are about. Right. And whether or not they're trash.
0: So how are we going to do it? So so you're going to give... Okay, so we have we have what, Comcast? Yes. Okay, so you're going to give the Comcast description of what the movie is. Do you have the Rotten Tomatoes too? No, I don't have the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I think we have one or two of them.
1: But you're going to get the Comcast... Well, I, I can tell you this. They're all high. They're all like super high. 80,
0: 90%. They're, I think they're higher than 70. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I was trying to lowball it. Yeah, you were lowballing. <laughs> so, we'll give the the Comcast description, and you'll give it in announcer voice, right? I sure will. Okay. And then I will give the That Black Couple description, mm-hmm. and I'll also give it in announcer voice. Oh, that's going to be good. Okay. I like that. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. Okay. So, let's start with the first one. All right. Oh, you know, so the first nominee is The Big Sick. And this was not nominated for Best Picture, but it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And here comes the description <clears throat> A Pakistani stand up comic develops a bond with the parents of his comatose American girlfriend. This is The Big Sick.
0: Okay, my turn. My turn. You ready? Go. Okay, so this is the, the, the That Big Couple version of that. He's Pakistani. She's white. He likes her. But he's kind of in an arranged marriage. She falls into a coma. Then we have to watch an entire fucking movie of her friends and family saying racist shit to him. But we're supposed to laugh because he's also capitulating and assimilating into whiteness. This
1: is The Big Sick. That was perfect. It was good? It was, it was okay. really good. Okay. I mean, that's what it was. It was a Pakistani man walking around saying, hey, we hate terrorists too. <laughs> and oh, look, there's a white girl and I love her and I want to marry her. But everyone around me hates that idea whether they're Pakistani or white. Right. So how are we going to transcend the boundaries?
0: Right. And my favorite part about it actually was in the description that she was described as American. Yes. And he was described as Pakistani. His
1: his comatose American girlfriend. Because as American if, is a... as
0: if American you can't also be Pakistani and American. Like as if the two don't intersect or as if it because she's American, she also has to be white. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is so fucked up. Like, it's terrible. It, it 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 I mean, who white people like this kind of stuff?
1: Well, listen, listen. I feel like that matched the sentiment that I was getting from. Oh, the movie, absolutely. That she's American, and by proxy, that means we know that she's white. That's I, what the I movie mean, felt like.
0: She clearly was white, and her family clearly was white. But I just don't understand how that movie is nominated for best original screenplay. First of all, it's not original.
1: <laughs> that was a read. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was an original screenplay. It wasn't an original idea.
0: Okay, fine. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who are South Asian, Middle Eastern descent who are experiencing that shit all the fucking time. I don't understand why it's like, oh, look, a guy, a guy, and he's not from here. Whoa, he might like a white girl. I mean, listen. oh what if happens? If it's Hollywood, you might as well just
1: imagine that you're actually 50 years in the past.
0: I'm just so tired of the people who are racist being the punchliney, cool, introspective thing of the movie. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to someone about 9-11. What, girl?
1: Well, listen. What you just said skips ahead to a couple of these other films. Okay, you're way. right. You're right. Okay, let's so do the let's, next one. Let's, let's do the next one. Going. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. The next movie... Um, it's called Call Me By Your Name. It is nominated for Best Picture. And let's get into the description. <clears throat> a 17-year-old and a doctoral student discover the beauty of awakening desire in summertime Italy. This is Call Me By Your Name.
0: Okay, that was good. Okay, good. Okay, I'm going to do that by a couple versions. You ready? I love this one. <clears throat> <clears throat> An adolescent white boy goes on a family vacation with his parents when the local pedophile sets out to groom him. But we're supposed to believe it's okay and consensual because 17 is pretty close to 18. This is Call Me By Your Name. We we should just be announcing. We really should do this shit. Because this is gorgeous. I, I'm really excited because I feel like our voices actually really complement one another too. Yeah. And I feel like we actually we know when to put the inflections on the words at the right points, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm really concerned that this movie is nominated for any awards.
1: Listen, I've heard from a lot of people that did see it, said it was trash. And from watching the, what, two-minute-long
0: trailer that was available through Comcast, I concurred. That trailer was fucking trash. And I think what bothered me about it was that, like, we're all looking at this dude, this doctoral student. And I'm like, this nigga's old. And I'm like, okay, but this guy, he looks like a baby. I mean... Army Hammer, he we looked it up. He's only thirty one, but he is, you know, that's some that's sub city miles. That's some city miles on that thirty one. <laughs> I mean, he done aged a little bit. I mean, he's a good looking man. You know, he just, you know, he he, he must have done did some hard work at some point. But the dude who's playing the main character, who's supposed to be a seventeen year old, I mean, he really looks like a fourteen year old boy. Yes, he really looks like a baby. I mean, he looks like Army Hammer's son, so it's very difficult. It's very difficult.
1: Yeah, to watch them to made up watch this caressing each other's faces. This is
0: really unlike. Wait, he said.
1: He said, "Call me by your name, and 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 I'll call you by yours."
0: No, I'll call you by mine or some shit. something fucking weird something
1: weird and 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 grooming
0: i mean you're fucking grooming this fucking little boy it's a little boy who's hanging out with his mom and dad on a trip to italy like what the fuck is going on here this is a this is about desire what the fuck is happening we're making pedophile movies what are we doing why do people like movies where the main storyline is crime and harm and sexual abuse why do y'all like this shit? I don't understand. Why is it like, look, okay, sexual abuse is bad, but look how interesting it is. No, bitch, it's sexual abuse. Let's dive into the, the dynamics of the character and why they have these motivations. Okay, it's not consensual, but when you really look at it, no, no, I'm not going to really look at non-consensual sex and think, well, he is really almost 18. What the fuck are we doing? Sorry. Let's do the next movie.
1: <laughs> okay, the next one. This one I was I was pissed off when I even heard about this being <laughs> made. Um, <laughs> this one still makes me laugh, I gotta be honest. Listen, okay. So yeah, I think this is one of the best descriptions. This shit's funny. So this is um Itanya. Um was this uh, so this yeah, this is not nominated for best picture, but it is nominated for best lead actress and best supporting actress. Uh, okay, let's get into the description. Per Comcast. Scandal and controversy rocks the world of figure skater Tanya Harding in 1994.
0: See, that's a nice,
1: real simple,
0: yeah. basic, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I'm gonna get mine. Accurate, right? Yeah. Okay, here's that by like, couple version. <laughs> Bitches be crazy, and how the fuck is this not addressing what happened in Nancy Kerrigan? This is I Tanya. <laughs> i think that was really more accurate that was really accurate like how the fuck are we making an entire movie that's like oh tanya harding is complex um i don't give a fuck if tanya harding is complex y'all fucking took away nancy kerrigan's opportunity to compete in the fucking olympics i just why are we trying to sympathize with the the person who is integral to harming someone else that person
1: why are we like oh you know what let's let's find the humanity in her i don't want to
0: I don't wanna. No. No, thank you. We don't need to redeem her. I, I, Okay, after we do all this, we're gonna have to talk about some themes that have arisen out of this year. Out of this year's, you know, mm-hmm. movies that they have selected. Yeah, I know. Because I think that there's some main themes that have, have I, think, I think they're
1: trying to tell us something. Okay, do the next one. Okay. The next one is Dunkirk. <sighs> Which, yeah, I mean, there's some serious things going on in these. In these
0: Very themes. specific themes.
1: Gosh, okay. Here's the description. British forces embark on a mission to evacuate Allied troops from Dunkirk, France, in nineteen forty. This is Dunkirk.
0: That was good. Mm, thank you. Okay, here's mine. Here's that. That couple.
1: Well, <clears throat> oh, this is actually my favorite description. This is my. Is favorite it really? Description. I, yeah, I think out of all of the ones that we did, this is the best one.
0: Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> White man, war, boat. Bang, 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 plane, explosion, white man, plane, bang, 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 this is Dunkirk. Oh, bravo. Thank you. (laughs) I try. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck this movie is
1: about. That is the best description.
0: Oh, my God. It's a bunch
1: of white people on boats and planes. No, and things no, exploded. not people. I'm sorry. Yeah. Men. White men. Oh, wait. It, no, there was some, one woman. And she was serving them food. On yeah. The boat.
0: What was she doing?
1: She was pouring porridge into a bowl or something.
0: Okay. No, I think they were eating pizza. It did look like pizza. It looked like pizza. But like, like Matt, y'all niggas got pizza? This boat is popping. In 1940? It's a war and sentence? y'all made pizza? It looked like pizza. But all I'm saying is this the movie literally is like a whole bunch of very dramatic looking white men one of them is particularly young he says i want to go fight and then they're like no but then nobody actually makes him not go then he goes and then you're like whoa he's gonna go and then you're like whoa something blew up but i don't know what it is or how to tell either the sides apart from each other because everything is brown and green and then they get there and you're like i think they're there but i can't tell because once again it's just water and then brown and green planes and boats and then things start blowing up and then people are shooting and then someone's in a plane and then they're a pilot and then there are people there again and then they're talking and they seem kind of upset and then things blow up and then it's over (laughs) and then says dunkirk (laughs) what the fuck
1: there's no storyline
0: there's no story
1: and i I think they're saying we don't need a story
0: we don't need a story dunkirk (laughs) okay what in the entire let's do the next one okay
1: this movie was so weird okay um (laughs) (laughs) this movie is called uh phantom thread and it stars daniel day lewis and i know a lot of people in you know the hollywood elite were talking about it because daniel day lewis said this is my last movie i'm retiring after this and so you know i guess that means something. i
0: don't know anybody named daniel day lewis but i do know Lincoln.
1: lincoln yeah lincoln his name is lincoln yeah yeah lincoln said i'm done lincoln done said do. he don't want to act no more after i do this movie so let's see abraham lincoln so let's, no longer but acting. let's let's hear what his final movie like what he went out on
0: okay go ahead okay
1: so here's the description a renowned dressmaker meets a strong-willed woman who becomes his muse and lover in 1950s london this is phantom thread
0: wow you hit that baritone note on that one. I know, and
1: it. it sounds so, like, like
0: mysterious, right? Yeah. Okay, you ready for mine? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is the big the, the, the Couple version. I am a white man with a lot of money who makes dresses, but I'm lonely, so I buy human women to wear clothes and accompany me to parties, but then they have ideas and want different fabric than me. So, I think I'm cursed. The end. This is Phantom Thread. Mm. Mm. There's some real tension happening in this movie. Some
1: real tension. She
0: was like, I don't like this fabric. And he was like, oh shit, I'm about to die. (laughs) I said, what girl? What?
1: and he said honestly he said he said someone said like they're cursed and I was like wait are there ghosts in this movie <laughs> like, is the phantom thread like actual ghosts? you're like, wait, ghost? you're like or... wait
0: is there a ghost light <laughs> is there a phantom key
1: is there a thread going
0: bump in the night when the phantom when you say phantom is it like of the opera or like what kind of phantoms are we talking about cause that could've worked that'd be interesting if them I'd dresses if them dresses had secret ghosts in them yeah if they just blew up off the ground yeah that shit the room, would be eerie as fuck I'd watch that sadly I don't think that's happening. No. I think they're just white people, and I think they just don't get along very well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was like a I'm rich and that's a burden. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that, that's kind of where going.
0: I have money, and sometimes that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got this money, and this bitch won't do what I want her to do. <laughs>
1: But I have the money, though. But I
0: have the money. I don't understand. <laughs> if I have this money, why won't this bitch just cooperate? How can this be? How can this be? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. There you go.
1: Okay, we got we got two more. Got okay, two more. okay. Okay, this this one. I, we almost didn't watch the trailer for this. <laughs> we had to, like, fight ourselves. and say we, We're we devoted to the cause. This was agonizing.
0: This was agonizing. This, this was, was, was the was, worst two minutes of my life. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, this movie is called Darkest Hour. Here's the description. Prime Minister Winston Churchill comes to a crossroad as Nazi Germany threatens Great Britain. This is The Darkest Hour.
0: Great job. Okay, here's the That Black Couple version. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Go ahead.
0: All right, here we go. White supremacy... Versus white supremacy with a square-shaped mustache. Also, ain't this already a Netflix show, girl? This is The Darkest Hour. (laughs) Did I get it?
1: I had to try really hard not to laugh at that one.
0: (laughs) I don't understand why we're making something else about Winston Churchill. Why is everyone obsessed with this man? He's clearly not attractive because everyone who's played him is not really good looking. And they're all hunched over and they look like eggs.
1: But you know what it is? Is Hollywood people are obsessed with dressing themselves up and putting makeup on to make themselves look
0: ugly. Okay, but okay, what's this dude's name? Gary Oldman? Yeah, Gary Oldman. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Whenever I see him, I just see his character from Fifth Element. With that little hair on With top of his head. With the little stuff, hair and that little plastic thing when he was, like, mad. Well, give me the stones! Yes. That's all I see <laughs> is him looking for them fucking stones. And Chris Tucker and Bruce Willis not letting Mila Jovovich, not letting him get the damn stones from Fifth Element. That's all I fucking see. So, it's really hard for me. Like, he had all that stuff, on. I'm like, you are not Winston Churchill. You are great old men, and you are looking for them stones. And I might actually need to watch it just so I can look at it and still see him being himself. Don't from Fifth it. Element. Don't do it. No, but I'm saying that if I watch it and imagine him still being himself from Fifth Mm-mm. Element, it might make it enjoyable. I, I if, it in won't. my mind, he's just saying the Stones and not the Nazis. If I replace Nazi with Stones the whole movie, <laughs> it might actually make it a phenomenal movie. If,
1: if they dubbed it, that'd be even better. The
0: problem is, when I hear his voice, that's all I hear anyway. So it doesn't actually matter. I don't care what Gary Oldman does for the rest of his, his own life. He will always be his character from Fifth Element. That's it.
1: Just like Urko will always be Urko. That's it. it
0: That's it. That's it. Sorry.
1: Okay. Final movie. Okay. This is The Post. Here's the description. Catherine Graham and Ben Bradley of The Washington Post work together to expose government secrets. This is The Post.
0: I feel like it needs a dun 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 at yeah, the end. That would work. And I feel like the I feel like the trailer had that vibe to it. The whole trailer, I was like, oh. yeah, it was like a soap opera. It's like, whoa, you know? Okay, sorry, it's my turn. <clears throat> Are you ready? Go ahead. This is the that black couple version. Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks work at a newspaper, and oop, gender also. If they don't write this one story about Vietnam, the world will spontaneously combust. This is The Post.
1: So accurate. I
0: know. The whole preview is like, but if we don't do this, the Washington Post will disappear. But if we don't do this, the galaxy will disappear. But if we don't do this, (laughs) we're already dead. It's like, wait, so are we here now or no? I'm confused.
1: (laughs) Well, they must have done it. (laughs)
0: the whole time I was like okay good at least I know how this ends because I'm still alive (laughs) (laughs) I'm alive so they must have wrote this one story about Vietnam because the way they write this whole damn trailer our asses would be dead it would be over thank you Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks
1: thank you for listening we are the proud founders of watercoolerconvos.com a platform at the intersections of blackness, culture, and adulting. We started That Black Couple to dive deeper into the issues facing young black millennial folks navigating the anti-black, anti-queer, white supremacist world today. This podcast is supported by donations and patronage of our listeners and readers of our blog. You should head over there and check out some of the content when you get a chance.
0: If you would like to become a monthly subscriber or patron and help fund our content, Sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash combos. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Please consider giving $5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. We really want to hire new writers and social media people, y'all, but we can't do that without your help. You can also give a one-time donation at www.paypal.me. Forward slash water cooler combos. All donations are welcome. You can stream the show on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing an episode, giving us a five star rating, and leaving some dope ass comments. This helps us with our page views and also gives us more listeners for the show. Thank you so much.
1: Let's get back to the show. Okay, and we're back. We're back. So, it's time to talk about some more of these Oscar-nominated films. hmm And so, what we're going to get into now is we're going to talk about these Best Picture nominees, which, honestly, when I look at the field, it just real trashy. Oh, my gosh. So, what's, what's nominated is Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Darkest Hour, Three Billboards, Outside Ebbing,
0: Missouri,
1: Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, Get Out. And The Post.
0: Right. And so the ones that we actually saw were Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Lady Bird, and Get Out. Right. So we saw like half of them.
1: And, the, and honestly, these are like the movies that have been called the front runners. These are the ones people like, okay, these are the best movies. One of these is going to win. Some of these have already won some other awards. Yeah. You know, in the run up to the Oscars, which makes you think maybe they're going to win this one too. Yeah. Um. But I think we should give our take.
0: Okay, We girl. should give our review. All right. And then after
1: that, we can talk about some of the themes that we Absolutely. Seen I'm ready. Let's okay. do it. The first one was The Shape of Water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this one, I was actually excited to see. Like, I was like, let's run out to the theater and see this because mm-hmm. everyone said it was so good mm-hmm. and it looked really cool and different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Octavia Spencer was in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, she's usually in good movies.
0: Mm hmm. I... Mm hmm.
1: I enjoyed the movie.
0: I know you did. I was there,
1: and I I enjoyed it because I appreciate the cinematic effort that was put into it, and the storytelling that that they that they were aiming for. Like I understood the storytelling devices. I understood what each person was supposed to symbolize. I there was an arc to the story. Things happened. There was action. There were things changing. There was like, oh, will they? Won't they? Like. Like, are they actually going to do that? And then they actually did. Or, you know, now a lot of the stuff didn't make no sense. They were doing stuff, stuff with water, which
0: made no damn sense. Listen, like, I like know you can't, it's called, you can't
1: run the tub and fill up a whole room with water and like that. Yeah, the physics. It's called physics. The physics don't yeah. don't work for that.
0: Water don't work like that. It's not a gelatin.
1: And I, I know you your big sticking child. Point. No,
0: you don't. I'll tell them. I'll tell can, them. I'll tell the people.
1: But listen, here's what was good about the shape of water. Go ahead. It was a gorgeous movie. It was beautiful. It was a very beautiful movie. Yes. The acting was very good. Yes. I can't remember the 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 main actress's name. Right the now. mom
0: from Paddington. Yes,
1: the mom from Paddington mm-hmm. did a wonderful job. She I killed mean, that shit. She was mute, but yes. her acting, like she was doing some sign language, and she was she was
0: when she told him "fuck you." I was like, "Damn, I, said, I feel it." I said, "She means that shit." Right, she really meant it. Yes, she but did. she also
1: did it with a smile. It was it was yeah. real shady, right? So she. She did a, a really great job as a mute actress in the yeah. film, right? Yeah. Octavia was, you know, the same character she is in every She's, movie. She was Octavia. You know, again. This, this could have been Hidden Figures. This could have been... Zorg was Zorg. This could have been... What was, what was the other movie? Uh, not Hunger Games, not Maze Runner. The Help. Oh, it could have been The Help. No, the other one with the... Uh, <laughs> Which one? With Shailene Woodley.
0: Oh, shit. I don't watch none of those things. Them uh, Aspirants. Yeah. Spin Ascendants. As- Ascendants. Ascendants. Insurgents,
1: insurgent, whatever, <laughs> whichever one of those. It's the same. Octavia Spencer straight Spence to videojoints. Oh, and the same thing like straight when she to Netflix insurgents. <laughs> just like when Octavia Spencer was in that movie where she was playing God.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that one.
1: It's. I mean, it's the same thing. She got she got on flowy clothes and yeah. she talking to, and she has the same. And dialogue. she always
0: cleaning something up. <laughs> she, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: She's always cleaning something she's up. She's always cleaning something up. I mean, damn. I hope I hope when Octavia Spencer goes home, she don't clean up shit. I hope she she's like, never. someone else is cleaning. For the
0: rest of her life, she needs to hire white people to clean up behind her. <laughs> because in every movie, they make her clean up on the set. I mean, damn.
1: And in Shape of Water, she had to clean up blood and all type and of... And fingers, fingers and I mean, toes. Wow.
0: She, she t- I'm not she doing it. Up. It's not happening. But listen. I liked it.
1: Okay. I thought it was good. I know the fish thing is weird, mm. but, but it worked and it... In, within the the bounds it worked. of the film, it, worked, it, it, it had meaning. It symbolized
0: something. Did it now.
1: Yes. Now you go. I'm done.
0: My turn. Okay. So, okay. I was with it for a while. I was invested. I liked the main character. I was like, she is a boss. You know, I liked the neighbor. He was queer. I liked everything that was happening. I was with it. I was with it. I was totally with it. Until she fucked the fish. I'm so sorry. I cannot I cannot and then when she gave us the visual of like how it opens and slides down and I was like, you know <laughs> you know, I'm really I'm really fucking gross the fuck out right now.
1: That 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 the her her having sex with the fish didn't bother me so much. But when she described his anatomy and how it nah, how girl. it popped out
0: No, Um, all of it
1: bothered me. From a pout, I was like, "Okay." When she's
0: laying down on him, like he's soft, I'm like, "Bitch, he has scales." When she's sitting at the table, like eating with this nigga, like he didn't just hop across the floor and eat a cat. I can't, okay? (laughs) I cannot. I cannot. I'm sorry. Like he was feasting on. He was eating some cat, and I can't. I'm sorry. Like I just, I, I don't know. I just, I could not get past that part. I know that I was supposed to be able to. But if you hopping around like that, when you hopping around like that, and you start eating my neighbor's cat, I'm not fucking you. The
1: whole point was the whole point of the movie was to ask the question: How do we decide what is worthy of life? How do we well, decide what is I'll human tell you this. and what is not? How do we decide? Wh- no, what is he's the worthy of, love, of stop life. And begin? That
0: thing is worthy of life, but I'm not fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like I'm not going to have intimate relations with the thing that ate my neighbor's cat. It it,
1: it wasn't it was um an intelligent being.
0: It was very intelligent.
1: It had and pa- it had healing it had powers. powers.
0: Yeah, but that does not mean I need to lay up in the
1: bed with it. Well, Listen, but if it had healing powers, you don't know that that sex could have been like next level, like um transcendent, like you know. Seriously, literal mind blowing. My
0: other issue with this is how do we know it's consensual if this thing is hopping around the floor eating a cat and it can't speak to her? It beckoned to her. Okay. It did. I'm about to
1: throw up. You you saw it. He was in the tub. Uh, Oh. Don't say it again. Don't
0: make me really And he stood up like, let's go. Okay, so next time. Okay, so when a dolphin beckons to me. It was a vibe. So if a a dolphin beckons to me, then it's perfectly fine, right? (laughs) When that dolphin just leans up a little bit and looks over at me.
1: Listen, they had an understanding.
0: Oh. She
1: couldn't talk, but they could look each other in the eye and they oh. knew and she could sign to him and, and, and So she I need to go to and
0: see if anybody can sign to me or beckons to me and then I can fuck them. <laughs> I mean where what I don't understand. I was trying to understand the logic. I just don't like you laughing because you can't figure out well, I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's nasty. He was scaly at one point. he was ashy scaly because he didn't have enough liquid or salt in his diet or some shit. I don't know i listen. it's hard enough to be in a relationship with human people who need like normal coconut oil and shea butter. I can't sit here and deal with nobody who needs iodizations and all types of levels of pure sea salt and all these balances of what type of like sedimentary needs and shit. Like what you need, nickel and iron and minerals and shit. I can't do that. Like, do you eat chicken? I don't know. You eat the cat? Like, what do you eat? Like, I no girl, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. He didn't didn't even have five fingers. Uh uh-uh, uh, child. She's like, let me make you some boiled
1: eggs. And it's like, ooh, I like these boiled eggs.
0: Yeah. And who knows if one day they're going to kill him. I mean, he's from the fucking water. They don't have chickens in the water. This is not fucking Jessica yeah. Simpson. Ain't no tuna, uh, chicken of the sea. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. Like, I'm sorry. He needed to
1: be back in the water. And then so at he the, the very end, this is
0: my thing that bothers me. At the very end, she dies. And then he brings her back to life and gives her gills. And I'm like, well, that's fucked up. I'm sorry, my ass don't want to be swimming around in no fucking water. It was symbolic. Darren, do you know how dirty the water is in this country and all over the yeah, world? It's, it's dirty as hell. Do you know how dirty our water is? They say that in New Jersey, the water is gray and has froth on top. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, you listen, just turned this girl into a fish? Listen. Now she's surely going to die.
1: Every year, and it's coming up now because we're, we're coming into March, every year in Chicago... For Saint Patrick's they Day, die water they die the water green.
0: Child, I mean, you just you just gave her a death sentence. You would have been better to turn yourself into more humanish and make her back to normal well, human. Like I said,
1: it was symbolic because she she had her, her, her throat cut, and so I she I totally talk, understand the symbolism. And so he turned what was what totally was a damage and disability oh, into no. something great Listen, and wonderful. Listen, but what amazing. I'm saying
0: is, I get the symbolism, but I'm practical as fuck, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> So now they're going to go swim to Brazil or some shit? Where y'all going to live? That's not going to be a place that's going to have all types of plastic and dirt floating in the water. he lived in South America. And his ass got caught up. I
1: think they're just going to swim back to where...
0: where... Yeah, they're just going to swim on back. And she's going to be a human woman just swimming in the water. And ain't nobody going to notice her. She got gills now. A little just normal normal girl from the Bronx. Just swimming with her heels on and her little pencil skirt. And her little bonnet. He could give her some fins. Yeah, yeah, that'll 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 really help her blend oh, in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about? She's a human person. Listen, I'm sorry, listen, but no, <laughs>
1: listen. I want Get Out to win, but if Get Out don't win, at least have it be shape of water. That's that's my and <laughs> that's my my final statement on that.
0: I am just concerned that we are looking at a roster that is like. I really want the movie where they trying to kill black people by sticking white people in their body Listen. to win, but if they don't, then let's have the one Listen. where she fuck a fish.
1: Listen, <laughs> so, so let's go to the next movie, because that explains how trash this field is. Oh, God. Because this next movie, Three Billboards... Mm. Had me cussing and wanting to punch my own screen, and that TV costs a lot of money. The TV
0: costs a lot of money, and so the
1: fact that I was even contemplating that tells you how bad of a film this, this was. This movie is trash, and I keep hearing people saying I loved it. I thought it Throw was great. Throw the whole movie away. Throw the whole movie straight in the Throw dumpster, the whole trash, and away. light it on fire.
0: Throw the whole production set away.
1: So listen, Throw this movie, this movie is about a mother in rural Miss, Missouri and her daughter is raped and then burned
0: and killed and raped while dying yeah,
1: rape, yeah raped or yeah raped while dying and then burned yes so her case goes unsolved and one day her mother wakes up and says fuck this shit and she gets three rundown busted up billboards outside their town yep. and puts messages to the police basically calling them out and saying what y'all doing Y'all ain't found nobody. You ain't doing your job. She was she was raped while dying and burned, and y'all ain't finding nobody.
0: Very logical billboards, in my opinion. Right?
1: She's like, what up, y'all?
0: Yeah, that's a very- Solve the damn very, crime. Very straightforward question, honestly. And the
1: whole movie is basically how everyone is pissed at her for saying, hey, y'all should be investigating the death of my child.
0: Right. Right. But somehow it's a comedy.
1: Somehow it's a comedy.
0: I don't know how Somehow
1: that we got- we got police officers that are just known to be torturing black people.
0: Yeah.
1: Torturing black people while questioning them. Yeah. At one point, the same police officer that is known throughout the whole town for doing this. He decides, I'm mad at the, at the billboard company that she paid yeah. to put the billboards up. Yeah. And he marches up to their office
0: whoops his ass and throws, him out, throws him
1: out the second story window into yep. the town square
0: that happened that happened at
1: no point right is he arrested
0: correct questioned nope. tried correct looked at sideways nope nothing everybody just went on with life
1: they done called people every type of racial slur in yes. the book uh-huh except honky Um. Uh. I don't think they said that.
0: No, I don't think so. That's well, the, It might have been honky in there somewhere.
1: I don't think the white people said it, though, if they did. I'm not sure. Either way, they called them every type of racial slur. Yes. They had uh, little
0: people that they purposely made fun of. Yeah,
1: the whole storyline of of having a little person in the was film was a plot device to, was make to fun call of. him a midget yeah. Yeah. and basically say, We are making fun of you and we right. don't see you as valuable as a Correct. person.
0: Correct. Correct. We
1: got people throwing Molotov cocktails out of windows. hmm. We got black people getting arrested for to take action to just to piss off the white people. This black girl was her friend. Yes. She got arrested 15 minutes into the movie. We didn't see her for the next hour. So you're
0: clearly upset. I'm going to take over because you're clearly upset. Let's just calm it down. Listen, let's bring it down a little bit because you clearly, you still.
1: I'm a little heated. You
0: still heated about this movie.
1: I was mad the whole time. You
0: were still mad about this. You are still mad about this movie.
1: I only watched it because you had purchased it on Comcast. I know, and I said, "Well, shit, you already paid the money. I know. I might as well watch it now, because too." Because
0: everyone told me I had to watch it. So, and then,
1: and then you told me that I had to watch it because you watched I watched it.
0: it. Okay, and I don't so think let that me let fair. me just say, okay, okay, because we got some. This is clearly a very contentious. I'm gonna take a break. It's a very contentious episode. So let me just okay. The problem that I have with three billboards is it is the story of like really trying very hard to redeem these unredeemable, irredeemable people. You know, they have these officers who are just fucking trash. They're trash. They harm people. They hurt people. They beat people up. They are evil and they are unapologetic about it. And the story is still committed to forgiving, rewriting, just knowing that they're good humans deep down inside Blaming all of their problems on some other nebulous shit. It's not like you're a bad person. It's because your dad died. Or you know you take care of your mom. Or whatever the fuck. And meanwhile we have this backstory of this girl. Whose murder and rape is unsolved. And they never really did much about it. Nothing. They didn't do anything about it. And then when the mom actually wants some justice. Part of the thing that is keeping them from doing anything. Is because her ex-husband is a police officer and Mm -hmm. he doesn't actually care that much he's left the family he's now off dating like a 19 year old girl and he wants it all to end too and so they're kind of like all in cahoots with the dad too and that that was an underlying part of the story that I think actually really bothered me was that her father is a police officer and he was just so unconcerned I mean he just was completely unaffected by what was happening he did, did not give a shit And meanwhile, he's basically sleeping with women who are basically the same age as his daughter who was Mm -hmm. murdered, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I had a really tough time with that movie. I was just watching it like I don't actually know what I'm supposed to get from it.
1: Listen, I don't want to talk about this movie for too long because it's trash. Okay. But I do want to bring up two things that I think just were just just irredeemable. Okay. First one. Woody Harrelson is in the movie. He plays the police chief. Yes. He has cancer, and everyone in the film keeps saying he has cancer. You should leave him alone. He's dying. He has cancer. Yes. Like like that means he just shouldn't do a job anymore. Correct. And so at some point he decides he's going to kill himself. <laughs> yes.
0: He died by suicide.
1: So, yeah. He decided okay. I'm going to shoot myself in the head. So what he did the day the d- the day of he said okay I'm going to take mm-hmm. my kids. I'm going to sit them next to a river and this surround, really bothers them, you. surround them by teddy bears and say, don't go past the teddy bears because teddy bears can be babysitters now. Then he takes his wife. But it's
0: on the bank of a river.
1: Right. On the bank of a river. Yes. Then he takes his wife into the woods and they have sex.
0: Yes. With wine. Yes. With, with
1: wine. Yeah. With Chardonnay. Yes. Right. And then he writes a long ass note and leaves it for her and then goes and shoots himself in the head next, next to the, the horses who... Don't really seem bothered by the, the gunshots. No, they're we like, fire. we
0: heard gunshots before. We're not right. moving.
1: And then in the note, he's like, the last memory you have will be of me inside of you. And I'm just like, <laughs> why would you do that to somebody? What is wrong with you?
0: I mean, she said he was good in bed. The last
1: memory you'll have is us having sex. But also knowing that I was planning on killing myself the entire time. I think that's a terrible memory to leave with someone. I, I just, you, really,
0: that's, you that's, really
1: don't like this. That's guy. number two. Okay. That's number two on my, my biggest problems with this film.
0: Oh, God. My number
1: one. Uh huh. There is a scene where the mother <laughs> is out with these billboards. And you know, in the whole film, she's trying to keep these billboards live. they trying to trying to rent them out underneath her. They're trying to mess them up. At one point, they're, they're getting burned down. And she's out here and she's like, Oh my gosh, these billboards, I gotta survive these billboards. <laughs> and then a deer comes up to her and is prancing around in, in the in the tall grass. And we were watching, I said, It's a fucking CGI deer. Y'all are shooting on location in a place where there are deer. And you CGI'd a deer next to her. And not even a good one, because the second the deer appeared, I said, That's CGI. <laughs> I'm sorry. These are all things that should disqualify this film from the running. <laughs> you can't be best picture if you got a CGI deer. I'm sorry. Is that the rule. The rule is if you have a CGI deer, you can't The whole be. movie takes place in rural Missouri, everything run down and beat up, and everyone's pulled. And then you got a CGI deer. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> so, you feel about this movie? The way I feel about Shape of Water.
1: <laughs> no, no. I feel about this movie, I think the way you feel about Ladybird.
0: I think we both feel the same way about Ladybird. I
1: think I take a lot of issue with Ladybird. I think you take more issue with Oh, Lady I Bird fucking hate
0: Ladybird. You want to talk about it?
1: I think I think you should run with this one.
0: Listen, listen. Ladybird is a movie where Sorsha, I don't know or, her last name, Sorsha, Uh plays a. 16 17 year old white girl that's white with an h white girl from sacramento california who lives on the wrong side of the tracks it's the side of the tracks where the houses are only one story you still have two parents and you still have a car and you still have money and you still have food and you still can live and you're still middle fucking class but your house is smaller and And your room is not as big. So, life is hard. And you have to shop
1: at a thrift store sometimes. And
0: sometimes you go to the thrift store. (laughs) And what's really tragic about poor Lady Bird's life, a.k.a. Christine McPherson, is that she has to go to school at Immaculate Heart Catholic School with all the rich kids because she's a scholarship student. Oh, my God. Oh, how embarrassing to go to a super great school with super great grades where everyone goes to super great colleges and have to be a scholarship student. It's a hard knock life. Is that what it is? A hard knock life? Hard knock life. So she has to go there with all the rich kids who have houses that are like three stories and who are driving like newer cars. And who don't give a shit about anything and are still going to have very privileged lives and go to Ivy League colleges. And she realizes, wait, I want to be one of them because that's what you aspire to. Like, mm-hmm. obviously you want to be one of the trash people. So she's like, what do I need to do first? Maybe I should like dump my best friend. Cause my best friend is my best friend and she loves me no matter what that might work. So she tries that and she's like, maybe I should, date a guy and she does that but he ends up being kind of gay and actually very gay but he also was rich so she was kind of enjoying that but she's like oh man and then she starts dating another guy and she's like oh well this might do it this might do it but then she finds out everything about him is a lie because of course it is because why wouldn't it be and then she figures out that everything that she's doing is also a lie Meanwhile, she doesn't get along with her mom because no one fucking gets along with their mom in high school, especially not girls, because that's just fucking life because normal because moms and daughters because every day so they don't get along and they fight a lot. And that makes her really upset. And then she has to like work sometimes and she can't always buy the magazines that she wants to buy. And she wants to lay in the bed and read them. But they can't because they're not rich.
1: Yep. Can't afford a $5 magazine.
0: Yeah. And so then her dad loses his job. But her brother, Miguel, who they never explain how she has a brother who looks like he doesn't look like anybody else in the family. And they try to say without saying that he's Latinx and that his name is Miguel. They never explain how that happens. But I'm assuming he's adopted. We just assume that. They never say it. He went to Berkeley. And his girlfriend lives in the house. Who also went to Berkeley. So they don't really have like a first generation college student situation happening. But she's for some reason concerned about where she's going to go to college. I don't know why. But they had that as a storyline. She's going to Immaculate Heart. She gets into UC Davis. And she's going to die because... UC Davis is just known for their agriculture school.
1: Why would you ever go to UC Davis? No
0: one goes to UC Davis. Like, who goes there? So, the whole movie is basically her bitching because she has to actually apply herself and may not actually be able to move to New York and be some, I don't know, Ivy League University student because she's mediocre and she has to fight with her mom because her mom wants her to live nearby because every fucking parent wants their kid to live nearby and also because they can't fucking afford for her to live in New York because living in New York is extremely fucking expensive so yeah and then we're supposed to I think feel bad for her or something I actually don't know what the fucking movie is about know. I don't know I don't know what I'm supposed to all get from the movie. I, all
1: I know is the dad went behind the mother's back and got a second mortgage and said, "Okay, you can still go to New York because I just." Right. Got a so mortgage. in the end,
0: she just fucking goes. Yeah. In the end, she just goes to New York, and I'm like, "Wait, so what the hell was the point?"
1: And then, and then her mother, who is so pissed off that she's going to New York, just stops talking to her.
0: She just gives her a silent treatment for like a month.
1: And and they're at the airport, literally sending her off to New York, and the mom's like, "Cruces." Crying. Not talking. Is her still. mom
0: the sister from Roseanne? Yes, she is. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I love her. I know she's great. I loved her on Roseanne. So I don't know. I I I don't understand why this movie is nominated for anything. I don't understand white girl angsty movie. I don't know. I don't know why they exist to begin with, but beyond them existing, I don't understand why they are seen as some artistic vision like some magical like whoa you really did something there like i just don't fucking see it i don't get it the movie was not pretty she didn't look clean for most of the movie most of the people did not their their costumes didn't look good the script was really boring and lazy the parts that were supposed to be funny weren't actually very funny Yep. and there's a part of the movie where they just start fast-forwarding through everything. Like, it's like, it's Christmas. It's New Year. It's time for graduation. It's this. I'm going to college. Like, they just... And I'm like, what is, what is happening?
1: Well, the point... I've read... The, the reviews say that the film is supposed to be, like, a love letter to Sacramento and about, you know, all the trials and tribulations of um, adolescence and, and, you know, heading off into college.
0: Why does Sacramento need a love letter?
1: I don't know. And and I, when they say that, all I know is there's about two or three times where people are driving in the car and they're just looking at the window like Sacramento is the most beautiful, gorgeous But place didn't in the you world. say
0: there was a scene when they were driving and they were actually in front of a green screen?
1: This is just like that CGI deer. I'm <laughs> it was the opening of the movie. They were driving on a street and there's like no cars and no buildings. And I'm looking out the windows because, you know... I think about how they used to make T V shows where they couldn't do anything like on site, so they had to like be innovative about it. You know, like when they did like silent films and black and white films. Yeah. And what they would do is they would put a car next to a screen and they would project on the screen as if it was someone driving. And so you would see the motion on the screen. That was very innovative in the seventies. Was not moving. Right. Really great thinking. When you're like, Okay, I can't actually drive and and like have the film. So let me just make it seem that way. And they did that in the very opening of the movie, and that happened. and I said, "I know this is about to be a shit show. <laughs> I know it. From this moment on, I know this movie is about to be terrible because they spent it had to be like at least a straight five to ten a, minutes. It was a
0: major scene from I've the movie. Driving,
1: and she's turning, and I'm like, the car is not moving. The car is not moving. I can tell that the car is not moving. Yes, I can see. I can see that it's just a, a screen behind your head of like actual just moving terrain. Like this is not real." <laughs> stop trying to make us believe that's real it was so bad that it's i don't remember what they were even talking about they were the mom and the daughter were arguing mm. about something
0: i know they were listening to grapes of wrath on cassette tapes right.
1: oh no she had just come back from t- a college tour because
0: yeah you know <laughs> because her life is really hard it's really hard and her mom took off of work to physically drive right. her 21 hours to a college tour
1: and then and then as they're driving and they're arguing she gets so mad she just decides to jump, jump out, out the, the fucking car. window a moving vehicle. She's she like jumps oh, out the
0: fucking car. Can't stand you,
1: mom. Boom.
0: Fuck you, mom, and jumps out the car. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I can't. So I don't know why uh I watched this. Yeah. I don't know why people recommended this shit to me. I don't know why it's nominated for anything. I don't know why this shit exists. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what I'm supposed to get. I don't understand why the posters have her face on there looking all like stoic and serious. I don't get it.
1: But like I, like I said, when we were watching these, I said, if either of these films wins, I'm going to scream and I'm going to really try to make sure I don't punch my screen. I scream. think
0: Lady Bird's going to win something, I'm telling
1: you right now. She's going to win actress. So I, here's I the a thing.
0: Family. Here are the things that I'm seeing that are arising out of the movies from this year. So there is this like Americana thing that seems to be coming back, like this like, Let's look at the common man, you know? Like, I'm seeing that in Lady Bird, in Three Billboards, in Shape of Water. You know, there's this whole, like, let's look at the issues facing, you know... The normal people or whatever. Quote, unquote, normal. Right. And even I, Tanya, is kind of like that because it's painting her as this kind of red necky, mm-hmm. backwoodsy Americana. Yeah, she got shotguns and she's, you know, right. out in the, in the super wilderness. Super accent, super thick accent. And I think that that's kind of one of these things that is happening since Trump's been elected. This obsession with, you know, the real America, as Sarah Palin used to say when <laughs> she was right. running for vice president um so there's that theme there's also this theme of like imperialism there's a lot of like war and government and blah and i'm seeing that in like the dunkirk thing and the the post you know there's like this kind of revision revisiting of these movies that for some reason aren't necessarily great movies
1: and they all take place in the forties and fifties, right? Like we really want to go back to like when the Nazis were around and why? they were trying to take over the world. Why? Why? Why do we need to why? keep looking at this period? We, it's been done, and just like you said with uh, the darkest hour, it's like why we just watched that that same exact period in time on the, on Crown. the Crown on Netflix.
0: The Crown is popping. Okay, Netflix got this down. Netflix is popping. We have we already have our Winston Churchill is John Lithgow on the Crown. Watch it on Netflix. That shit is popping. We don't need a Darkest Hour movie. No, we, we did, we've done this already. I just don't understand why people, well, why white people keep looking back in history at other white people and, like, this is the story we need to tell. Like, are y'all, come on, like.
1: There's no more stories. There's how, no other how stories. How many, how many it's a world war and we're on planes and our boats shooting Good things. Oh Lord what do we need to see? The Nazis
0: are coming. Yes, do we, need we to film know every
1: battle. We from know.
0: We know the fucking Nazis are coming. Jesus. <laughs> how many times we had to do this? Meanwhile you got people out here making stories about folks in India and Bangladesh, people making stories about people in Brazil and Peru, people making stories about from the African continent and places like Djibouti and Ghana and South Africa, and they can't get their shit funded. Nope. And y'all are like Dunkirk. What? You mean to tell me that there's nothing interesting happening in Somalia? Listen, Ladybird. Oh,
1: God. How many times do we need to chronicle a white girl in high school? I
0: am so tired of these 25-year-old girls playing 17-year-old girls in high school. Saying things that 17-year-old girls in high school don't say. Talking like 17-year-old girls in high school don't talk. Sorsha is not a convincing 17-year-old. She was not convincing. The whole time I was like, girl, you are not fucking 17. Everybody else in the movie feels 17. You seem like your ass been there for a long time.
1: Like you got held back a couple times. But
0: also, what also gets me is that she's not born and made in somewhere like Sacramento. Ain't she Irish? Mm-hmm. I think that also came through for me, too. I was like, she's clearly just acting. Because I didn't get no vibe like this girl's from No damn. she's yeah. she was America, It just felt. It just felt so forced to me. I'm like... I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. So, yeah. So, there was an the Americana thing. There was the war thing. And then I feel like there's always the, like, you know, let's do something that has to do with queer folk. You know? They always want to sprinkle somebody queer in there. And that's what's happening with Phantom Thread or whatever. Like, I just think that the main character is gay. And I think that's the big, I think that's the Phantom. I mean, that's just me <laughs> writing the story. I mean, I ain't seen the movie. <laughs> that's the phantom that's the phantom the phantom's hiding in the closet the phantom "Ah." is i'm actually gay (laughs) um but i feel like whenever they you know there's the phantom thread and there's call me by your name and i feel like whenever they they gravitate toward these stories that feature queer people they're often like male-centered male-oriented queer folk and it's always always white people it's always fucking white people and then they always gotta sprinkle some other shit on top so like it's like oh we queer but is it bad because it's kind of like pedophile yes the fuck is bad okay and it doesn't need to be a fucking movie why are we making this a fucking movie why are you funding this or like a few years ago it's like when that what was that um dallas buyers club yep you know it's like it's queer but we're also talking about drugs and we're low-key talking about trans people but not really because none of these people are actually fucking trans but jared leto is pretending really badly to be trans and we're also talking about drugs and aids so sprinkle that on top give it an award you know i just <laughs> it's just so fucking lazy you know Brokeback mountain is like we're gay but we gotta sneak out to a mountain and herd sheep to be gay whoop whoop it's like come on
1: but then lady bird is like i'm just a white girl in sacramento
0: and you're like whoa like it—it just really bothers me that to be queer and be nominated for something you've got to have some type of extra like jazz it up
1: you gotta have a cherry on top. It's like when they talk about black people and they're like, I want you to blacken up the role. Blacken
0: up. Me. Give me something. Give me some ump. Give me some pizzazz. And it's like put some stank on. I'm just fucking black or I'm just fucking queer. Like queer people can just walk the fuck around and not be Jared Leto in Dallas Myers Club. Queer people can be walking around and not be fucking Jillian Hall and Ledger in broke back fucking mountain. Queer people can walk around and not be Tom Hanks from Philadelphia. Queer people can walk the fuck around and not be white men who are burdened by the world of being fucking gay, who have to also turn to whatever the fuck other substances or other fucking life issues or whatever the fuck you need for your plot devices and can just be people. I just don't understand why this has to keep happening. Why do we keep doing this? And also Newsflash, Newsflash, Newsflash. Because wasn't it The Kids Are All Right? Didn't people love that movie too? Oh my God, that movie. Oh my Where they God, finally had a lesbian queer couple, but then the whole story is like, but she wants some dick. I'm like, fuck you. I'm just <laughs> good Lord.
1: Oh God, this problematic ass movies.
0: I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired.
1: You know what? I'm tired too. But in the, but in the next segment, we're going to talk about the stuff that we did like. Okay. And there were some good movies in the past year. And we're going to hit on them.
0: Okay. Let's do it. Like what you hear? You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. You can find them on Facebook at That Black Couple. And you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at That BLK Couple. If you have questions or comments about the show, email them at couple at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back.
0: And we're back.
1: All right. So it's time for the reflection.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: like I said, I want to really reflect on some of the good films, the ones that we actually liked over the past year. Okay. Um, that were nominated or we think probably should have been nominated Correct. for some Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, the first one I want to say is Get Out. Which, yes. I mean... <laughs> The movie was just just a masterpiece. It was it was just a masterwork. I mean, it came really out of left field. No one no one really even saw it coming. And right. then we all went to the movie to see it, and it was just it was just outstanding. It was right. just a brilliant film on so many levels. It was entertaining. It had a lot of symbolism. The writing was sharp. The cinematography was on. The I acting mean, was lit. The acting was I mean perfect. I mean, right. it was such a well done film from top to bottom. But what's so funny is I know going into this Oscar season, a lot of the, you know, Academy, the people that actually vote for who wins the Oscars, came out and really just said, I'm not even going to watch the movie. Like they were just, they were already just anti the movie before even seeing it yeah, to, to you the know point it, of they just might, you, weren't even see it.
0: You do realize that um, there's black people in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the the cover the cover story for that was was that it was a genre film, and so like historically, what the fuck
0: is a genre film.
1: Historically, you know, when we think about Hollywood and what films they think are are worthy, are films that are like really serious dramas, or in some instances, like just very well like Three
0: billboards outside of Eddie Missouri?
1: or in some cases, just very well crafted comedies. But a genre film like Get Out was, I mean, when you think about it, on its face, Get Out was like a thriller, scary, like horror film. Like <laughs> I, That's what Get Out was. And so generally, movies like that, that are genre films, are tr- are kind of treated as lesser. They're just seen as not worthy. They're not good. They're not serious films. That's not real serious filmmaking. And so a lot of these old school you know, ostensibly just white men. Racist. You know, who are, you know, classic Hollywood types who or like are
0: racist. A genre
1: film about, you know, white people doing things to black people. Oh, that's not even worth my time. That's but we can totally
0: watch The Big Sick, which is about a Pakistani man trying really hard to be with a white girl who goes into a coma and her whole white family is racist against him for a whole movie. Now, that one, sure. That's yeah, that, Oscar worthy.
1: That And it's funny, that movie got a lot of flack. It doesn't make any sense. But, but even then, it was still nominated. It was still treated as like, oh, this is a really good, you know, groundbreaking film. It's like crossing boundaries. You know, it's really investigating a, a Child, area. Just, just,
0: just. If you racist, just be racist. I, I don't understand why we in twenty eighteen and we have to act like we're not just. Come on now.
1: Well, it's it's just really funny because this is on the back of, you know, Oscar So White and how the Academy then came out and made all these changes and said, we're going to diversify the Academy. We're going to bring all these people of color in. We're going to try and, you know, make all these change and, changes and rule and, and, you know, change things around so that now the Academy is more representative. And it's like slightly more representative, but all those same old white people that have been They're the same still there. old white people for the last 40 years are still there.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, the thing is, Get Out is just a good movie. Get Out is just a fantastic movie. It doesn't actually matter what genre or whatever you think it is. It's just a fantastic, like, well-done movie. It's just a well-done movie. It just is. Watch the fucking movie.
1: Watch it. If you still don't like it, okay, you still don't like it. You, they I, not going to like it, but yeah. But And that and that's what happens every year is these these Academy voters... Who you know realistically don't go to the movies to watch all of these films? A lot of them they get sent to their house. They can watch on screeners and they can just watch it at, at their leisure right. at their home. But how and have
0: you not seen Get Out already? That's my question. You a screener and you ain't seen Get Out?
1: That that tells you all you need to know. What
0: are you doing with your life?
1: That tells you everything you need to know about who these people
0: are. I'm just like, how did you miss that? How how were you able to miss that? Because they didn't think it was it was worth their time. Goodbye. They didn't need to. Bye, girl. So, let's talk about Mudbound. Why are you yeah. looking like that? Because Mudbound suffers the same thing that Get Out did. It's just so unfortunate cuz it's such a beautiful movie. Mudbound. So, it came out on Netflix when I don't remember what month. It was just so good. I think it was like mid to late last year. Yeah, I I think we posted about
1: it. I think I think we watched it in December, like December 1st or something is when we actually watched it. But
0: what gets me about movies like Mudbound that come out on like Netflix is that there are real actors in these movies. Like these are actors who are on the big screen, who are in movies that are typically nominated for Oscars, nominated for, you know, awards regularly, who are on Emmy winning shows. These are not, you know, people who are getting their first cutting their teeth in their first film. These are people who are seasoned actors. Right. So I don't understand why Mudbound isn't getting more attention. Right. So D Rees is is dope and legit. So D Reeves did Pariah. D Reeves is dope, period. But they're getting a, attention for like Mary J. Blige's role in the movie, right? So she's getting like best supporting or best actress nomination. Mm-hmm. And then for like a song. But I'm like, Mudbound, I'm sorry. I watched those trailers for those other movies and. Um...
1: Well, I mean, real talk, real talk. I remember I came home and I said, we should watch this movie Mudbound. And you're like, I've heard about it, but, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, you know, I don't know if I actually feel like watching that. And I said, okay, well, let's just watch the trailer. And we watched the trailer and the trailer was so So compelling.
0: The trailer was so good. Because
1: like I always say is you could see a story. You could see like these are real characters. And I I want to know what happens with them. I want to see how they interact. I want to see how this all ends.
0: Right. And I'm just not getting that from these other movies. I mean, I watched the whole of Three Billboards. I watched the whole of Letty Bird. You saw them. You saw them twice. I want them all. I want my time back. I want my life back that I spent watching those movies. Mudbound like runs circles around those movies.
1: Well, and the other thing about Mudbound is they had all women behind the camera. Yeah, which is like a landmark thing, and then it also got nominated for a cinematography Oscar. Yeah, uh, which was you know, obviously a woman cinematographer, which was also a landmark thing because, you know, women don't usually get these opportunities. But it's so funny because I saw a story come out where some Oscar voters were also doing the same thing they did to Get Out, where they are like, well, this movie was released on Netflix, which is a streaming service, which basically means it was like a TV movie. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with giving it an Oscar if it was just basically a TV movie.
0: That's some bullshit. Which, I mean,
1: to be honest, we're talking about this, I'm like, my band was a gorgeous film. It was a gorgeous it film. It was so beautiful. It was a gorgeous shot. film. And I don't care what TV you had on; it looked good.
0: But we're also talking about how you know TVs nowadays are just right. as good I, as I just, most movies. I don't understand why people be shitting on TV. Like That's we don't, like we don't be sitting in front of these TVs all damn day. Okay, these TVs are ridiculous. And and most of the time when people have like a home theater. We're talking about 60 inches or, or larger and they're not cheap TVs. These t- these TVs cost thousands of dollars and they have surround systems and theaters at home and all this shit. I would imagine that these screeners are not at home looking at a 27 inch, you know, big booty TV that doesn't have a good pixelation or something. Like they have some type of 1080ps or 1520s or something and they have LCD plasma, somebody, something like I would hope I would hope. That as a screener for the fucking Oscars, that you have a high quality screening device (laughs) in your house because it's kind of a requirement of your job as a screener for the Oscars, right? I mean, isn't that a baseline requirement of screening films? Should be. That you have a device available on hand that you can use to screen the films when they get them to you is it just me nope okay i didn't think so so i'm like that's just a bullshit response just like i said just say you don't want to watch it just say oh i'm better than that d oh no that's a black girl i mean
1: in real talk that's something that happens every year just
0: say that's a queer black girl i don't want to watch her shit just be honest
1: you know, people, people pick and choose what they want to watch and what they care about. Right. Because there's no requirement that says you have to actually watch. Right. That's the
0: same. Like, they how, they how they snubbed Selma. They they had already planned, we ain't doing shit for Selma. They were like, I don't care what you do. Don't submit it. Don't do nothing because we don't give a shit about Selma. They had already done that. They had already decided that. Mm-hmm. So don't sit here and pretend like it's because, oh, it came out on TV and, you know, Netflix is a streaming service and that's kind of like a TV movie and we don't give them the TV movies, and shut up okay and also first of all TV in 2018 is not tv from 1960 or whenever the hell yo ass was a kid because we know that they wasn't born in 2006 in 1960 they were born in like the 40s these mm-hmm. people are old, okay? They were born in like the 30s and 40s during the damn Great Damn Depression. And they probably had to save up for a TV that cost 50 cents. And they started off with a damn radio box or some shit. And they had to go watch the damn movies in a big ass room and all was was black and white news with words in between the pictures. Let's be honest, who are we talking about? These people are old. <laughs> these people are old. They These are people who saw when Technicolor became a thing. They were like, whoa, Technicolor. That's who we're talking about. And now they're like, I don't know, I don't know about this TV thing. Fuck you! You are not representative.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is they, they don't want to be representative. Why
0: are we talking to you?
1: They want they want to hold on to.
0: You don't Hollywood. know anything. You don't know anything about about television and and modern movie making because you you've been around since before there was even a reason to have streaming services because before there was any idea that there could be a technology where you could have these kind of devices in a home so you don't understand why you would use those devices to deliver these these movies and films to different audiences we do that now because not everybody's going to go to a movie theater because Varying pu- public audiences are not going to go sit in a movie theater and pay $10 or whatever well, it is to go see these movies.
1: And, I mean, we could talk about this forever. But the other thing I was thinking about, too, is that what's so great about streaming services like Netflix and Amazon now is there are films that would not have even been greenlit. Would right. Would not have had an outlet. Right. Without these services that are like, oh, I see value in this film. Right. I'm going to make it. Right. And then
0: it gets made and you're
1: like, oh, my gosh, it's so right. amazing. And it's because old Hollywood doesn't want to Precisely. Progress and do anything new or different. or Precisely.
0: Better. And it's often people at the margins. It's people who are of color, people who have an immigrant status, people who are queer, people who are disabled. That's the people who are ending up making these films because they're not getting greenlit by these large production houses. Because those assholes are, are greenlighting shit like three billboards and lady fucking bird. Mm. Child. Anyway, let's move on.
1: Okay, yeah, we got one more.
0: Okay, let's move to the movie that I probably like. It's like my favorite movie from last year. We watched this, like, just today, and I was, like, sobbing.
1: Multiple times. Like,
0: sobbing. Like, sobbing. I don't think I've seen a movie this good in a while. I don't think I've watched anything that made me feel like this in a long time. So, we watched Step, and we got it on Netflix because I wanted to see it, and I... I'm actually really sad that I didn't go to the movies and pay for it when it came out. Like, I'm really sad that we didn't go to the movies. And I also am upset because we just watched Lady Bird. And so watching Lady Bird and then watching Step is a very difficult thing to do. So Step is about, you know, young black girls in Baltimore who go to a charter school and they're working on trying to get to college and trying to, you know, get out of their parents' homes and things like that. But they also are trying to make sure they have food to eat and that they're safe. And it's filmed around the same time that Freddie Gray was, you know, killed in police custody. And so there's this like contention of like Black Lives Matter happening and protests happening. And then also the this kind of push of. How do we get ourselves, like, how do we get from adolescence to adulthood in this kind of contentious moment? And so it's like watching these young girls try to figure out how to navigate all of that and go to college after watching Lady Bird's annoying ass, like, I want to be a popular girl and I want to have sex and I'm white and I need to drive a car and I live in Sacramento and go to New York. And then watching these young girls who are like, I don't have any fucking food to eat. I don't have any food to eat. You know, like... It's just, it's enraging. Like it's, and I think also like watching Step, it's so close to my experience in trying to get to to college and having to do that by myself, being first generation, and people around me not knowing how to even do that, not knowing what a FAFSA was, not knowing how to even help me navigate that process, just being completely like, I really can't help you or being homeless at one point and not really having a lot of guidance or direction and having to rely on school counselors and other you know extracurricular programs to help me get that stuff done. And so I think that's might be why I have so much anger toward Ladybird because she had everything that she needed and still was a fucking mediocre asshole who didn't appreciate any of it.
1: Exactly.
0: I mean she had a she had a mother who was mean but she was mean because she actually gave a shit about her. You know, like she was present.
1: Yeah, It wasn't like, I'm just a mean mom or and I hit you or I just kick you out because I don't like you. It was like, I'm trying yeah. to actually help you and protect you and make you a better human being.
0: Right. She's actually trying to um, help her. I want to
1: be present in your life.
0: Right. <laughs> right. And Lindy Bird's just mediocre and trash. Like she's just mediocre and trash. And her mother still loves her even in her mediocre trash acidness. So I think Step was actually, I, mean, I was shocked to find that Step wasn't nominated for anything. Like not for like best documentary or anything, and it's really disappointing because it's like this. Why isn't this the kind of thing that y'all want to see?
1: Well, but but we know why. It's, it was because the movie wasn't exportive Yeah, like it chronicled these 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 children's lives. Yeah, at a really tough you know pivotal moment, just like in Lady Bird, where you're you're making that transition from high school into college, and how do I get into college? Will I get into college? Which college will I get into? Will I get into one that I want? Will I be able to afford it? What are my options, right? So there's all these things happening while they also have to manage actually closing out high school. There's family relationships going on. And they're trying to figure out, like, the the one girl blessing is like, we don't have any food in the house right now. Right. Like, my grades are not looking good. I'm trying to get into college. I have all these dreams. I don't know how I'm going to hit them. And I'm really stressed right now because there's no food in the house and my six-year-old nephew's hungry. Right. And I feel like this is wrong, but this is my reality. Right. 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 I feel like the characters in Step were also dealing with a lot of adult, you know, struggles. Very much so. In ways that someone like Ladybird didn't have to. Right. But the, they, these struggles were not portrayed in a way to be like, ooh, look at how sad this is or look at how hard it is to go. It was more like this is just the reality. That's their, their lives. lives. Whereas... A lot of times with documentaries, they want to get into it and say, "Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's let's see you actually starving and you know visually. Oh, it. I agree. You know they they want to like really like mine the pain for everything that it's worth. I agree. And I think step what I liked about it it was it was a very dignified movie. It, yeah. Even as as these girls face different struggles and different hardships, it it made sure that they were really depicted as as really serious, solid humanity. It respected beings, their lives. That it respected their humanity. Right. And 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 a lot of times you don't see that when there's this lens turned toward people in these types of
0: situations. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think what bothers me is that I'm realizing, like, I'm not big on the Oscars and Grammys and shit like that anyway. Like, I don't really, I, I disinvested from these white award shows like years ago. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. But I am very, I think, perplexed because what we're seeing is that we're seeing a lot of people of color, a lot of um, white women, women of color, uh, folks at the margins, queer people, you know, folks from all different kind of backgrounds producing films. And the volume of films that they're producing is increasing. And the popularity of those films is increasing. And the visibility of those people who are creating those films is increasing. So now we have a situation where there's a Coogler, a DuVernay, a Peel, a D. Rees, a Lena Waithe. You know, we have all these people simultaneously. Whereas before it was like, Tim Story, you know.
1: Robert Townsend. Robert
0: Townsend. The what? end. Dwayne's? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was it. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't this. There was not this thing that we have right now. And so I'm very, I'm very, I guess, kind of disappointed. I think is the word because it's not now. It used to be that they would say like, "Oh, we just need more people. We just need more people to produce more stuff, and we need, we need better, you know, op- we need better opportunities, and we just need to open the door and blah, blah blah blah." Okay, okay. So we got more people, and we got more stuff. We got better opportunities, and the doors have been opened. And um, yeah, so still waiting. Don't hold your breath. Right. I think that's my problem. I think that's my problem is like, I'm realizing that it really doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter because the the goal here is not like merit. The goal here is not to reward people of color, folks at the margins, women for their work. The goal here is to protect and perpetuate a status quo. And that status quo is still whiteness. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple. On Facebook, at that Black couple, and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.